0: Hey everybody, welcome back. It's the Razzball Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am b Don, joined by the fantasy master Lothari himself, the one and only Gray Albright. How you doing over there, Gray?
1: Not good, bro. Not good. I'll be honest. I've been better. I have been better. Gray Albright, been better. <laughs> not, not good. But I got a, uh, I got a uh, lozenge in my mouth. And I got COVID in my chest. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so we didn't even know if we were going to have you on today, Gray, this morning. It was looking like uh, the Grim Reaper was knocking at your door. We were lining up, you know, the next great Razzball podcaster to come on and and rotate in and out. Because we assume if you leave, it'll just be a rotation because nobody will stay on the podcast for more than three years. You're,
1: um you're, so, you're you're you're, you're if, if something happens to me i just want you to know you're now in charge of firing the next person i can't i can no longer do it for you you have to do it yeah you so that'll be a fun to, Actually, you might have to fire yourself
0: that's true that's true i'll just fire myself i'll bring in billy at least people will laugh
1: then uh and then uh you know whoever i stick with billy oh man yeah i was uh I was on the way to the ER today. <laughs> Not good, man. And then uh, I we got, uh, Coogs and I got like about five minutes away from uh, parking and we were like, you really want to sit in the ER for six hours? We're like, no. Nah. <laughs> I I, you know what? I'm going to take my chances. Give me a lozenge. Let's go back home. <laughs> That was uh that was just the, the that was only the fallout from uh the Juan Soto trade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so let's just get into it, Gray. Let's uh, there's a lot of a lot of trades we got to talk about here. So, let's do it otherwise we'll be here for 2 hours and that's that's not it any, for anybody. Um the first as you mentioned already, Juan Soto and Josh Bell going to San Diego. Washington getting back, Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel III, C.J. Abrams, James Wood, Harlan Susana, Luke Voigt, all going back to Washington. Uh, somehow San Diego still just absolutely destroying this deal because they got Juan Soto and they got a first baseman in Josh Bell who is better than the emptiness that was Eric Hosmer at first base. Um, the only thing I, I really wanted to ask about Soto-Bell going forward is they go from a fairly neutral spot here in Washington to, you know, not so friendly hitter environment in Petco. Any concerns? I mean, we've seen Soto's power when he's when he's hitting him, uh, hitting him It can go for out of any park.
1: But uh, any concern here with Soto and Bell? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't really have any concern. You know, Josh Bell is really the interesting one to me because Juan Soto. I mean, hey. Juan Soto's lovely, all right? He's <laughs> sexy Dr. Pepper. Like, I got no problems with Juan Soto. I think uh, I think everything Juan Soto does is great. But everyone really knows Juan Soto, you know? So it's like, how much is there really to say? Right. You bring up some, uh, you know, you bring up a little bit of a concern, I guess, with the power, but he can really hit it out of any park. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really that concerned about like whether or not he's going to be able to hit home runs in Petco. I mean, he's sort of like at this point, I think, uh, you know, he's like more a 32 homer guy versus like, you know, like an, he's not Aaron Judge, you know, like Juan Soto is like he's great and he brings a lot to the table. Uh, But he's not going to be a 50 homer guy like he is probably 32 homers, 10 steals. He should be hitting for a better average. You know, his average is a little low this year. But, yeah, I'm not really concerned about him. Josh Bell is uh, is the other guy that I think is kind of interesting because he's actually one of the few guys this year who's made a marketed a uh, difference in his approach and has actually gotten better. For average, which is like so rare in today's game, like no one gets better for average, but Josh Bell actually has. Like, he's cut his strikeouts, he's held on to his walks, he's hitting for a 301 average as of the recording of this with a 324 Babbitt. The Babbitt doesn't seem too lucky. I think you know, Josh Bell actually has become you know, coming into this year, I would have said he was a 260 hitter, I think he's actually become a 280 hitter. This year, I think he's uh, he's changed his approach, and he looks really much better. He's also not a huge power guy. Like even like if you're gonna lose, you know, a handful of home runs going to Peco, he wasn't really gonna hit them anyway. You know, like you you didn't really have him for that reason. He's probably like a 22 homer, 280 hitter uh, with no speed, solid if not spectacular. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect him to be like, um, you know, like a top five first baseman, maybe. But if he gets enough counting stats, I guess he could. He could sneak into that. Uh, you know, into that sort of uh, category of uh, first baseman. But yeah, I mean, he's good. He's solid. He doesn't have the power as a like a, a Rizzo, for instance, or um, you know, even the guy who he's replacing. Uh, you know, Void. Um, I think Void even has a little bit more power than Josh Bell, but Josh Bell hits for a better average, and Luke Void is uh, much streakier. So, yeah, I you know I like Josh Bell a lot. Uh, I think he's probably um, he's probably a little bit underrated, but yeah, he's good. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I I'm with you. I think Josh Bell's probably going to lose. You know the the. Some of the power that he was going to give you. So, I mean, if he was like a 25 to 30 homer guy before, maybe he's like a 20, you know, a 20 to like 26 homer guy now. Um, I I do think the average might come down a little bit rather than him being a 300 hitter like he's been. I think where you said like 280, 270, somewhere in that area may happen. Um, But, you know, I think he's going to be right in the middle of the lineup. So I think he's still going to give you everything that you kind of wanted out of Josh Bell, which was, you know, some average, the, the counting numbers with the runs and RBIs sitting in the middle of the lineup. So all of that's still going to be there um, as far as what he's going to give you. You know, as we move forward into next year, maybe, maybe the projections take a little bit of a turn down uh, as we see how this affects him. But you're right. I mean, he's been like a 280 hitter since second half last year when he started hitting more line drives. He upped his launch angle a little bit. Um... And he was always a patient hitter in the minors. I was always just kind of waiting for him to really become, you know, what he knew we knew he could be, and uh, it's just kind of rounding into shape here. Maybe a little later than we wanted, but um, yeah, Josh Bell is, is kind of who who still what you wanted from him. Yeah. So we get Abrams and Gore. You know, they're going to slot right into the the Nationals lineup and rotation. Uh, maybe Abrams gets to move out of the bottom of the order finally. Abrams they sent to the Miners. Okay, they've already sent him to the Miners. So, unfortunately, uh, he's not yeah. going to move up. That uh, that That's
1: unfortunate. <laughs> and Gore is hurt. So Yes, yeah. and
0: Gore is, Gore is banged up right now. Um, I mean, anything that really, once they get their spots, anything to add to them? Nope. Uh, all right, <laughs> I will say, Gore seems to be a little bit of a, kind of a, a, a people are, are split on him like some are like okay he's he's never going to be good he can't stay healthy whereas i tend to be on the side of guys it's his first year back he's kind of building up innings he's never been somebody who's put up big innings in the minors yet because of injuries and everything that's happened to him where are you at on gore are you are you buying for like dynasty purposes or would you be selling kind of and bumping up the first trying to bump up the first half numbers
1: you know, with, like, with trades, with uh, buying and selling, it's so much contingent on whether or not, like, what kind of deal you're getting. If you're able to buy low enough on Gore, sure. I have no problem buying low enough. I have, I think I have real concerns about whether or not he can ever stay healthy, though. So, am I buying for, you know, full price? No, not at all. I, I'm, I'm a little bit out on him, to be honest, but... You know, his arm is, I mean, he's really good if he's able to stay healthy. I have no faith anymore that he can stay healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's going to be ultimately whether he can build up the innings to make himself a starter. Uh, I do think there is a potential that if he can't, he could be an absolutely shut down closer. So there is there is that opportunity um, in Dynasty, even if he can't necessarily move him to where maybe he moves into another role that also gives him a fantasy-friendly uh, outlook, or he just becomes a long reliever in the Clay Holmes, Mike King kind of mold, and you know, that's useful in this game too, because they get saves, they get wins, and they can pile up some strikeouts when you got stuff that Gore does uh, when he's when he's on. Yep. San Diego didn't uh, stop there, he, they actually didn't stop at all they just they just assumed everybody was theirs for the taking uh they traded for josh hater uh they gave up taylor rogers denelson lemay robert gasser and estuary ruiz to the brewers so where are you at on hater i mean he's he's kind of been a little bit off um really that was just pre all-star break he's, he's kind of back to where he normally is and then taylor rogers has been kind of kind of terrible this year he's lost some velocity kind of back to those 2020 levels when he's a four year a one five whip guy
1: yeah see so for fantasy I think it's uh pretty clear cut that Josh Hader is going to be the closer in the uh on the Padres and um I'm pretty sure Devin Williams will be the guy in Milwaukee but it'll be a little murkier in Milwaukee um murky, Milwaukee, (laughs) Milwaukee. Anyway, (laughs) it's going to be a little murkier because, you know, Craig Council's already said he's not sure if he's going to be, you know, playing matchups a little bit. He likes Devin Williams in earlier innings. So Taylor Rogers might actually see a save or two. I wouldn't count on it, but he could see a few. Um, Anyway, this trade is really kind of fascinating because, like, I think – like this is from a real baseball perspective because I think there's like if you look at Josh Hader from the outside looking in and you're like okay well he's lights out this is a great trade for the Padres I mean man they really you know they really uh, took it to the Brewers once again after doing the um, the Grisham um, uh, Ureus uh, Lauer trade but that just like that other trade with Grisham Lauer and uh, Ureus this is sort of looks like I'm um, second looks. It looks like the Brewers might've actually did okay with this trade. Like I don't like Ruiz. I like a lot. Estuary Ruiz uh, also sent down. So, you know, kind of irrelevant for this discussion, but I like him a lot for the future. Taylor Rogers. I mean, you know, saves or saves Sagnoff, you know? So it's like, Taylor Rogers wasn't great um, in the last, like, couple weeks, but his FIP looks really good, and he's actually not so bad. Hayter is just a closer. So, yeah, I mean, and LeMay, LeMay's really fascinating, too, from, like, a uh, more of a long-term perspective. So, from, like, more like a Dynasty League-type uh, situation, or, like, with the Brewers or playing in, which is a, a real baseball league. <laughs> so, so I actually really kind of like the Brewers um, get here. I think they did okay for themselves. I sort of like their, t- their return more than the Gore C.J. Abrams return on just like its face. Like I could see either, like I actually, I like Gore. His injuries really concern me. I like Abrams a lot. If Abrams turns out well, Maybe that trade will end up being a, a, you know, huge for the Nationals. But I really like what the Brewers got, too, for just Josh Hader. You know, not, I mean, I say just Josh Hader, but he is like the best closer <laughs> in baseball. So anyway, I mean, it's interesting. I think it's an interesting trade from a real baseball perspective.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think just the, you know, the op, the, the loss of losing a, a Juan Soto, even if like Abrams, Gore good. Plus, I mean, Hassel, Wood, and Susana are not, not like just throwaway pieces either. These are these are good prospects. Uh, the I believe Wood and Hassel are consensus top 100, and, and Hassel is even higher than that. Um, so, I mean, we're talking about good prospects here. Um, I, I'm with you that I think Milwaukee did well in this trade. They got a lot of interesting pieces. Ruiz, you know, it, he's he's an interesting top of the order bat with tons of speed, as we've talked about. Gasser's interesting in himself. LeMay is a project, but if you can get him right, he can definitely be a starter or, or uh, you know a, a good bullpen piece. and Rogers, I really think it's about figuring out what happened to his velocity and if he can get his velocity back, I think he just kind of falls back into what he was doing last year. So there's definitely some things here and Hader Hader gets the rest of this year next year and then he's a free agent. so San Diego's gonna have to decide after watching him finish out this year or next year whether they're signing him long term or not, uh, which I'm sure is also something that led Milwaukee to move him, obviously. Just the limited amount of control and the way Milwaukee tends to operate. Yeah. Alright, moving on to somebody who doesn't have to worry about operating expenses versus the club that op- worries about operating expenses maybe the most. Um, Montas, Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino go to the Yankees. I'm pretty sure Trevino was like, hey, you have to take him. you, you we said we were going to trade him. You have to take him, um, and then and then Oakland gets back. JP Sears, Ken Waldachuk, Luis Medina, and Cooper Bauman. Um, I mean, I think the Yankees did a really good job here. They they really didn't move any of their top guys to make this move, and and it's uh it could help out a lot with with adding Montas into the rotation. I I don't know what exactly the rotation looks like here on out if they're going to go six man or they're moving some people to the pin or, or what it's going to look like.
1: Yeah. Well, with uh, Jordan Montgomery getting traded, I think it's five man as of right now. So um, yeah. But anyway, Frankie Montez, you know, I, I don't really love the move for him. <laughs> I mean, I, You know, it's like, I don't want to be a hater. I feel like I'm, I'm always hating on the Yankees and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) I don't, I don't know why. And it's funny too, because in reality, like I grew up as a Yankees fan. So it's like, if any team is the team I'm going to root for, it would be the Yankees. But yeah, I mean, I I feel like I get pegged as a Yankees hater. I don't know. It's like Oakland is such a good park. Yankee Stadium is not a good park. I mean it's kind of like it's it's basically that simple, you know, and the fact that Montez was just having a, you know he just had an arm injury, uh, I mean, it's okay. I mean, if you have them, you're rolling them out there. And if you don't have him, I wouldn't go out and trade for him. So you know, for fantasy perspective, we'll see what happens. i'm I'm just not super optimistic.
0: Yeah, I wrote up the note before the Jordan Montgomery trade, so that's my bad on that on that note. Um but yeah, you're right, Frankie Montes is is slotting in. I mean, I think you know, you get the the typical trade-off of more potential wins and run support with probably a worse ERA and whip coming with it. Um just it's such Yankee Stadium, obviously just such a friendly park. Um I will say he's a, a heavy ground ball guy, so I don't think the home run ball is necessarily gonna kill him as it has a number of other pitchers that have moved to Yankee Stadium. I mean, he's throwing 46% ground balls this year. So I do think that there's, you know, at least some hope that the ERA is not just going to balloon as soon as he steps into Bronx.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And then uh, in Oakland, I think uh, probably Zach Jackson is probably the new closer there. But Danny Jimenez is coming back soon and also, like, who cares? It's yeah. Oakland. <laughs> I keep uh, I keep thinking, you know, I, I
0: feel like we've been saying Dan Jimenez is coming back for like the last like three months, and it just it just feels like he's always coming <laughs> yeah, back, and it just have we haven't seen him. Um, but yes, he's I, pulling
1: a uh, he's pulling a Casey Cosman.
0: <laughs> I think those are the two names, and AJ Puck. If you really want to speculate, um, if you're in that kind of league where the second or third option in Oakland needs to be owned. Uh, yeah. Luis Castillo goes to the Manners. The Reds get back Noel they Marti, Marte, Edwin Arroyo, Levi Stout, and Andrew Moore. Um, I mean, Luis Castillo's going to slot out into the rotation, obviously. Who are, who do you think is getting the boot from the rotation? Or I mean, they do have a lot of young arms, so or a couple of young arms in there, so they could just kind of work some... some uh, some six man or some split rotation spots. I don't spots. think,
1: I don't think, uh, I think Kirby's, uh, they already sent Kirby down, um, in July to try and limit his innings. They brought him back and now he's limited to like 50 pitches a game. So I feel like George Kirby's not long for the rotation, uh, which is a smart thing to do. I think they should limit him. Uh, so anyway, Louis Castillo is like, the be- like this is like the opposite of Frankie Montas. I feel like this is like the best. Yes. <laughs> this absolutely. is like if everyone could like like just picture in your mind like what happened with Jesse Winker as a hitter and then flip that and think of it now as a pitcher and it being good. It's like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Ah. <laughs> woo! I um yeah I don't know. I I think he's probably I mean, he was never really like homer prone um in Cincinnati. He, he was kind of he was really actually very good in Cincinnati. He wasn't like uh he wasn't like a guy who was like getting killed by the homers. He was like he was an ace. Um you know, people I don't know if people necessarily always thought of him that way, but he was and now he goes to a place that's even better for homers and even better and and against like you know I don't know the the Mariners schedule off the top of my head but I mean angels are not good <laughs> I mean I get it the NL Central isn't isn't good but the AL West, it's like the Astros are good but after the Astros it's like yeah the Rangers are the Rangers spend 500 million to suck I mean it's like you know so I think I think he's in a really good place to be honest I'm like I'm kind of excited. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to, st- I'm trying to temper my excitement a little bit because anytime time <laughs> I get too excited, I get hurt. But I think it's good. I think this is a really good landing spot for him. Gray's
0: ready to be hurt again. He, he's ready. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's it's a perfect landing spot for him. He's another huge. I mean, he, heavy ground ball guy. Um, almost always over fifty percent. He's at forty-seven point one this year so he's right on that line but yeah heavy ground ball guy he may even be able to up the k rate because he can kind of play with it a little bit more he's not doesn't have to worry about you know a a loose fly ball going over the fence in cincinnati and he's actually stepping into a team that's better defensively cincinnati is just awful defensively and has been all season so uh, i think this is an upgrade all around for castillo um a guy that i've always liked and, and maybe more so than i should but uh I mean, for the most part, he, he hasn't let me down except for, I think, last year. It was a little bit rough on him as he's in and out of the uh, rotation a little bit or just banged up. Um, moving on, we got Trey Mancini and Jaden Murray going to Houston. Seth Johnson, Chase McDermott to Baltimore, and Jose Siri to Tampa Bay. Uh, Mancini likely slots in at first base and maybe some DH. Yuli probably moving to a part-time role or DH. Uh, probably just add some home runs to Mancini's rest season project projection, maybe a little bit of average, but, um, I mean, just good for him to get out of Baltimore.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he's probably like a, you know, he probably would have been like a eight or nine homer guy the rest of the way. And now he becomes a 10 or 11 homer guy. So it's, it's. It's negligible. I don't think it's really a huge, um, you know, fantasy boost for him. It's definitely better. I mean, obviously, better. it's a good lineup, better park. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I don't think he's like, you know, unless he gets hot. Like, if he gets hot, then maybe he puts up, like, a huge second half. But I think he's more or less what you're thinking he is still. Like, he's probably, like, you know, five homers a month. 270 average so you know for the rest of the way that's 10 homers 270 it's okay no no speed whatsoever but yeah i mean good runs and rbis in that lineup so yeah i mean he's fine you're right though i think uh yui guriel is probably going to get uh dinged a bit and uh al diaz will get dinged a little bit and yeah i i think uh uh, Christian Vasquez, too. I don't know if you mentioned him. He got traded to the Astros, and he he gets dinged big time because he becomes the second catcher. But, yeah, so Trey Mancini, better, better um, better fantasy value in Houston, but still, you know, just he's Trey Mancini.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, the, I think the counting numbers may be his biggest boost here just because they were very low for what he's been doing um, in Baltimore. So I, I think just the, the bump up in counting numbers is just kind of got to make his end of season player Raider look a little bit nicer now that he's moved on and maybe some hope for next year as we, as we look at his projection um, <clears throat> moving on, we got Minnesota getting Jorge Lopez Baltimore, getting back Cade Povich, Yinier Cano. I could have just butchered that completely. Juan Nunez and Juan Rojas, um, could be Duran or Lopez closing, but probably Lopez since they traded for him, and also keeps uh, Duran's arbitration costs down. I suppose.
1: Yeah, I would. I would assume uh, Jorge Lopez is now the closer in Minnesota, but I think, uh, you know, like Baldelli, which we've said before on the podcast, Baldelli doesn't necessarily like to call one guy the closer, so I wouldn't be surprised if Duran gets a two inning save here or there. And also they traded for Michael Fulmer. He could even I, I wouldn't even be shocked if he saw a save or two. Um but I think Lopez is the guy. And Lopez has been great. So I mean he's definitely worth rostering anyway. So yeah, I would I would grab him or uh or trade for him even. I think uh I think he's probably, you know, I would say 85, no even more. I'd say probably 90 to 95% All the saves are going to go to Lopez with like the stray save going to uh, Duran and maybe Fulmer.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think that's that's how it's going to end up breaking down, even though Duran has done nothing wrong to lose the job. Um, And then in Baltimore, it's (laughs) I think it's Felix Bautista or Dylan Tate. uh, If you're if you're looking at saves there with with Lopez gone.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Batista actually really interesting. He's been great. He's been like uh, he's been more or less lights out for better part of the season. You know, he's got like a eleven point six K per nine uh, under three walk rate, a one point six six ERA. He's been good. I think he's probably, you know, I, I mean, he's not going to get as many opportunities as some other guys, uh, but he's definitely worth rostering in all leagues.
0: Yeah, and, and hopefully they don't just, like, relegate him to a closer role because he has been good. So if you can just get the innings out of him, just the pure numbers from him have been good. Honestly, if he was on a better team, he might have lucked into a couple more wins, maybe a few more saves, and and be a little bit higher up on the play rate and get a little bit more notice. But, yes, he's been having a phenomenal season. Uh, Tyler Mog, another one who's getting a great bump here. He's going to Minnesota from from Cincinnati. I uh, haven't seen a return on that one yet. Um I mean, Tyler Tyler Mall was having a bit of a tough
1: season, so it started to turn around, but this is definitely going to help. Yeah, no, completely. I think he's probably, like, after uh, Louis Castillo, I think uh, Tyler Mall is probably one of the bigger fantasy boosts for value. He's, like, I mean... Minnesota is great. I mean, anywhere is better than Cincinnati to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, Tyler Mahle was actually getting hurt by home runs in Cincinnati, so he was he was not, you know, he his ground ball rate is thirty six percent. He was giving up home runs in Cincinnati, and he won't do it as much in Minnesota. So that's really good, and he's also great for K's. His K's are down a little bit this year, but still nine point eight K per nine. Uh, a little bit over three walk rate. He's good. I mean he's really like he's probably one of those guys that's super underrated. And if the uh the twins can manage to fix his command a little bit like they've done with other people, then he could be actually he could become great. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for uh the trade for him.
0: Yeah, and I was just actually looking up. I mean Maul's actually been great against the home run um this season. It it's been it's been a struggle for him in the past. Uh, he's just been getting like singled to death this year, as I mentioned. The Reds' defense has been putrid all season. So uh, again, I think moving to a better stadium, better defense, all helps. All helps uh, Tyler. And and since June, uh, he's been a three-two ERA pitcher. So I mean, he's already turned it around, and this is just going to keep keep those numbers coming.
1: Mm, agreed.
0: Uh, Rysel Iglesias goes to Atlanta for Jesse Chavez and Tucker Davidson back to the Angels. I mean, I think the only thing really to say is Iglesias is probably losing his closer role. So, I mean, you can ho- yeah. hang on to him if you really want, but his numbers haven't been exactly sparkling anyway. So, probably just go ahead and let Iglesias go, except for in those deepest of leagues we're chasing.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is such a bizarre thing because it's like the Braves lost the headache. Of Will Smith, and then they acquired a new headache in Iglesias. <laughs> this is really like, it's just sort of like they're just shuffling headaches around. I don't know, man. This was a bizarre move for them. I thought at least. No, like, I'm, it could... I'm with
0: you. I thought the same thing. I was like, why didn't you just keep Will Smith? Then, if you, you're going to bring an right? inconsistent former yeah. closer in, like at least you know Will Smith. Uh, maybe you can fix him like you don't know anything or, about I mean, right or,
1: or if you look at it the other way like you, Will Smith was sent for Jake Odorizzi so if you wanted a starter why not get why not like try and get Syndergaard from the Angels versus Iglesias and just keep Will Smith like or I, I, you know what I, it's like I'm hurting my own brain now. Yeah, let's. Before
0: Gray blows up and, and faints on camera because of COVID and just the confusion, let's go ahead and move on because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Whit Merrifield's going over to Toronto for. Speaking of
1: not making sense. For
0: Sam Taylor and Max Castillo going back to <laughs> Kansas City. Uh, I mean, I guess Whit Merrifield probably sits at the top of the Toronto order here. Um,. I don't know if a whole lot else changes other than he's going to get hopefully a, a bump in, in runs. That's that's, I don't
1: know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't really know if that's, a, I don't know if you're saying uh, uh, true facts here, man. I don't know either. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Because if you think about because, okay. So first of all, Whit Merrifield isn't vaccinated. Um, he's probably the one who got me, who gave me COVID. <laughs> not no. So Whit Merrifield's not vaccinated. So, according to the Jays, they weren't sure what he was going to do with his vaccination status. So, Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, you got to play in Toronto, unless they just got someone to play in road games only. I don't know. That's a little bizarre, but let's just assume he's going to get vaccinated and he'll be able to play in home games. So who does he replace Santiago Espinal? Where does Springer go? If is Springer's, Elbow injury really bothering him more than they're saying. So, Merrifield replaces Springer at the top of the lineup, or is Springer healthy and Espinal gets removed and Merrifield goes in to the bottom of the lineup? Like, what I, honestly, I'm kind of interested in seeing how this plays out because I don't know to be quite honest. I have no clue what's going to happen with, with Merrifield. I'm sort of like. I'm confused as much as anyone. I think with this move, I you know, if I had to guess, they're not letting on about Springer's elbow injury and Merrifield's going to replace – he's going to play outfield and Springer's going to go to the IL, maybe. If they're replacing Espinal, I am really confused because Espinal's been pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I'd be – I don't know. I I'll, I'll, I'll be interested in seeing what happens, though. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's not like Whit's been great this year. I just, I just kind of assumed, given the fact that they moved for him, that they're they're sticking in the lineup. But that that may not be correct. Um, it's kind of baffling that they went for another righty when their whole starting lineup is is all right-handed. Um, right. I, I really I, I don't understand the Whit Merrifield pickup here, but maybe there's it's just depth. I mean, he can play all over the field, but they got that in Espinal. Um, already Biggio can kind of play all over the place as well. I I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I, I guess, I mean, you're, you're holding on for, for the speed on Wit, but really like if you were holding on for anything else, that that's really all we're expecting here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think his value took a hit, but honestly, I can't be a hundred percent sure. Yeah.
0: So we'll wait and see if there's anything else on Springer or where, what kind of slots in these next couple of days in the lineup, or if he's, he is just kind of a bench rotation guy. Um, Jordan Montgomery goes to St. Louis, as you mentioned earlier, kind of fixing that six man rotation issue and Harrison Bader going back to, or goes back over to New York. Um, I mean, Montgomery is going to slot in for St. Louis. They can use a little bit of rotation help as uh, they're the back end of the rotation was just kind of ugly. They also pick up Quintana that, during this um, trade deadline and then Harrison Bader. I don't know that he's more than a bench bat for the Yankees. Um,
1: I mean, maybe he gets some Hicks gets to play for Hicks. (laughs) Again, there's some like seriously head scratchers during the deadline because like, if you think about, okay, Bader's got great defense, so I can understand why they'd want to play him over Aaron Hicks. But on the other hand, trying to find arms that can give you like 175 innings is so difficult. I mean, not from from a fantasy standpoint. I love that Jordan Montgomery went to St. Louis. Like I think it's a great boost for his value for fantasy, but for reality, again, I don't know what the Yankees are thinking here because like Jordan Montgomery, even if he only gave you like six, five, five to six innings, it was safer five and six innings than you're going to get from Domingo Herman, And you're like, and you're looking at going into the playoffs. You, you want to have a guy who can give you innings. It's just so it's really puzzling um, to be honest. Yeah. I've got, I don't know if I have COVID brain fog or this is really puzzling, (laughs) but anyway, I think Harrison Bader is probably a platoon bat. Um, I, I would be shocked if the Yankees just flat out DFA would or lost Aaron Hicks. I mean, at this point they've been playing Aaron Hicks for years <laughs> for no reason. So I don't see them just moving on from Hicks. So, I mean, I think they, they got like a defensive replacement in Aaron in Harrison Bader, which really hurts his value. Um, and Jordan Montgomery, like I mentioned, he has a, he has a significant boost in value. He's going to be good uh NL central good park he, he has great command I mean he's really I could see him becoming like having a great like final two months
0: yeah so I, I'm with you on, on both accounts Harrison Bader becomes a, a split part timer slash defensive replacement because Harrison Bader has weird splits righty lefty too so I, like I don't know where he's actually going to slot in there um, I, I thought Jordan Montgomery is kind of the perfect guy for New York because he can start, he can give you those innings, and he's also worked the bullpen in his past. So, like, if you don't <laughs> want him to start, you can just move him back to the bullpen, and he's he's like, okay, I've done this before too. I, I, yes. I don't I don't get it. I don't. I assume New York's going to address address it maybe in the off season. Maybe they're they're waiting on somebody for next year. I, I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Uh, if anybody gets injured in the rotation now, this will be very interesting, though. Um, speaking of random players going to the Yankees, Andrew Bittetendi goes to the Yankees. Um, so far, since he's joined the team, he's slotted in at fifth or sixth, depending whether it's versus righty or lefty. Um, I mean, I, I guess at least this is a lefty bat for the Yankees, which they, they kind of needed in the, in, in the, there, I guess. Um, but that's really all I can think of is again, a defensive plus he's, he's a lefty.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for a he actually, for me, he makes a little bit more sense because he stretches out, uh, you know, pitch counts a little bit on the opposing team. He, he takes pitches. He, uh, he, he stretches out uh, at bats. So, I mean, I don't, I don't mind him really as much. I mean, he's obviously he's way more interesting as a real baseball player than he is on a, as a fantasy. I mean, he's got no power. He's got no speed. <laughs> He's, he hits for a little bit of an average, but, yeah. I mean, he's he's really not very good. Yeah. He's he's <laughs> for, an only league guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, in AO only, he's, like, one of those guys who's actually underrated, but in a mixed league, he's overrated. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Hanging on to what Andrew Pinintendi and once showed us promise of uh, the old 2020 or more, uh, no longer the case here. Brandon Drury's going to San Diego, Uh, just San Diego continuing to add. Victor Acosta going back over to Cincinnati in the deal. Um, You know, Cincinnati just continuing to move on from their pieces. Brandon Drury's having a great season. I mean, I assume he kind of slots in at that, like, 5-6 area, but I really don't know where Drury's going to end up in in the lineup for San Diego
1: yeah i mean it seems like he would be like a middle of the order bat with uh you know i could see him potentially uh getting platooned here or there like losing a few at bats not a not a ton like i don't i don't think he's gonna necessarily get benched all the time, but he could lose a few at bats maybe to like uh Mazzara potentially or you know i i he's good though I think he's fine i think the uh The park switch isn't going to help him, but, you know, he's in such a zone this year that if, you know, anything you're getting from Brandon Drury at this point is icing on the cake. Yeah, I wouldn't
0: expect the home run numbers to be, you know, all that great. They weren't all that great to begin with, but I would expect that to maybe even take a little bit of a hit here. Um, Probably the average as well. Although, like you said, he's been hitting so well all season. Hard to take away from his average, just the way that that's going. Um, I, I don't know, maybe he could actually kind of alternate in the one spot with Profar since he is very good against lefties and Profar takes the righties, but we'll see how that all shakes out in regards to, you know, where they slot in. I mean, you're just happy that uh, you picked up Brandon Drury from the waivers early in the season and you're going to continue playing him, uh, more than likely in all but the shallowest of leagues. Brandon Marsh goes to Philly. They finally get a center fielder to play some actual defense. That's nice to have in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, I don't know who's going to now play defense for L.A., though, because uh, that's that's a complete mystery. Um, but, yeah. yeah, Brandon Marsh to Philly. I, I think he's going to get everyday every day playing time, at least.
1: Mickey, uh, Mickey Moniac went to, uh, he got traded to, uh, the angels. <laughs> the Mickey, uh, Mickey Moniac is the, uh, is the new angel center fielder. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe the angels are trying to, uh, appeal to the, uh, the old, uh, Disney ownership <laughs> with Mickey. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Marsh, I think Marsh is a, uh, a solid, actually, I think Marsh got a solid fantasy boost with this trade he's uh you know i mean he's kind of is what he is at this point but i do think like i read somewhere that they plan on using him as the uh the center fielder every day and i wouldn't be shocked by that i think he's going to get a decent amount of bats he's got uh power speed the park switch actually could help his power a little bit too uh, you know, Brandon Marsh is like I, I, I'm not going to say he's definitely like 10 or even maybe 12 team uh, mixed league uh, viable now suddenly. But he's at least in that conversation. I think he's probably he's probably still like 12 team mixed league might be a just a hair too shallow unless he's hitting. But I'm definitely watching him. I think he could get on radars for all leagues uh, if he's playing every day, which they said he is, and in that park, and with speed.
0: Yeah, and I think there's just going to be something. You mentioned the park's already a benefit. But just him playing every day rather than the Angels' randomness where he'd have a good game and they be like, okay, now go park it on the bench and we'll, we're going to start somebody else for you. So I think just playing every day, something could click here with Marsh. Uh, I mean, he is a, he's a – Guy that was a top prospect. We're we're waiting on it kind of to click for him. But I, I do think there is some potential here. Guy that I might be more interested in in next year than what he's going to do the rest of this season. Um, but I think you're right. I think the the park's going to help the, the power. I think it helps the average. Um, I just don't know exactly where he's going to slot in the, into the lineup yet. Uh, the back end of the, the Phillies lineup is not overly impressive, so there's no reason he couldn't potentially slot in anywhere from six through nine uh but i don't know exactly where that might be right now Mm -hmm. Uh, david robertson goes to philadelphia as well ben brown going to the cubs um cubs just clearing out their bullpen here i don't i mean i guess robertson slides in as closer we were talking about this in the chat group uh they seem to hate sir anthony dominguez
1: so uh traded for robertson it's probably his job yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, probably. I want to say uh, likely, but there's a, a chance for Dominguez still. Because, uh, like, you know, the Phillies have already said uh, Rob Thomas, um, the, uh, the Phillies manager slash Matchbox 20 lead singer, he's already said that Sir Anthony Dominguez could see saves. So, you know, I mean, taking a guy at his word, I, if he's going to be – you know, if he's going to be uh, coy about using Robertson as the closer, maybe Robertson isn't going to be the de facto closer. I don't know. I honestly, I'm not sure. I, I would guess Robertson is the guy to. Uh, but Sir Anthony Dominguez has also been really solid for like this season. So if you're, you know, I mean, you could probably do worse than having him on your team anyway because he's got a one six seven ERA and a ten point eight k per nine so i i think sir anthony sir anthony dominguez is probably worth rostering anyway but yeah david robertson would be my my guess for a closer yeah
0: i think they're both rosterable as far as what they're going to give you and i do think there's potential safe opportunities for both um i'm going to get like you said i'm guessing david robertson slots in as as the closer um but perfectly fine with with either guy being on rosters um, I would guess just with Sir Anthony still in arbitration, maybe just trying to keep the save numbers down a little bit. Um, Darren Ruff goes to the Mets for J.D. Davis plus TBD to San Francisco. Um, I mean, I guess Ruff, Ruff is one that, you know, he's probably does slot in in the middle of a lineup um, for the Mets, I
1: guess. I, I don't... I think he's I think he's the platoon Isn't, guy. I think he's I think he's platoon with Vogelback. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's that's my guess is like because he's really good against lefties and Vogelback's really good against righties. So Ruff is probably on the weak side of a platoon there. Um yeah. I was actually kind of surprised at how little the Mets did at the deadline. <laughs> I mean the uh I don't know, Darren Ruff, and uh, it's like Darren Ruff and Tyler Naquin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm right now, personally, Naquin doesn't sound bad because I'm on uh, my seventh day of, doing, uh, of taking NyQuil. <laughs> so, you know, close enough for me. But, yeah, I think I would want better if I were the Mets. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I think he's a platoon guy. All right, yeah,
0: I was thinking maybe he, he... – plays some outfield for Mark Conha because Mark Connell's is not exactly a, uh, a fielding expert himself. Um, but Conhaw has actually been okay this year as well. So, you know, uh, maybe not worth pulling out for, for rough and taking even a bigger hit on the defensive side. Uh, we already talked about the Odorizzi-Will Smith trade. I think maybe this has something to do with the workloads that they're dealing with. Also, maybe Ian Anderson's awfulness. Um, in, in
1: Atlanta, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been bad. Uh, the he hasn't been exactly been, been good uh, yeah. himself. It's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. Let's just <laughs> let's just say that. Uh, yes, yeah, so... I've have I've, I've had the struggle through <laughs> rostering Ian Anderson and. Uh, my nl only towel. <laughs> <laughs> not drop, good but well, yeah uh, not not good yeah um Odorizzi, i you know i mean i think oderezi is probably just a streaminator uh, call for uh on most occasions in uh 15 team mixed and shallower but yeah i mean honestly in uh nl only speaking of nl only uh, not that many guys switched leagues oh, no. this year. Uh, a lot of the big ones stayed in their league. Um, you know, uh, Odorizzi is one of those guys that, like, you might be able to sneak a fab uh, bid through on an neno only league where you get him, uh, where other people are going for, you know, there's uh, Joey Gallo, you um, anyway there's there's other guys they will <laughs> make me go through them all no. um but you know odorese is a guy you might be able to like you know throw a bit out there and get him, and you might be okay with that in a uh you know an nl only league
0: yeah i mean the nl moves this year were absolutely gross at least they have got a couple of guys that are gonna help um the the nl was absolutely not helpful at all so yeah, Oderizzi one of those one of those few NL guys you might be able to grab and still be helpful down the rest of the season. Uh, other than that, yes, yeah, streamer streamer territory with matchups. Uh, and Presley's not going anywhere. He's still closing out games, as we mentioned. Will Smith has been not good. Uh, Velo down slightly. Just not uh, not what we want to see from Will Smith so far this season. Tommy Pham goes to Boston. No return yet for what. What uh, the Reds are getting um should be better for his average. I don't know. Uh, the power maybe a negative. He's not really a bomb fly ball guy, so I think he might hit a lot into the wall,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. i you know, I think he's probably a little bit of a boost up because of Fenway is a, a good park for average, but. He's also losing uh, the ability to homer as easily as he was in Cincy. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's probably lateral, maybe a small boost uh, because the lineup's a little bit better and the monster might help his average. Uh, You know, he's probably more of like, again, going back to the AL or NL, uh, he's an AL only. He's a guy who went from the NL the al so yeah i mean that's a decent i would i would bid on him in the al only for sure i I think he's a guy who you might be able to sneak through yeah
0: yeah all right uh moving on uh joey gallo to the dodgers clayton beater to the yankees uh gallo gets a fresh start gets out of new york where apparently he just absolutely hated it um I mean, I, I, this is one of the few bats moving over to the NL. Are you interested in him in an only league? I mean, I think you have to be, but I...
1: I... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, NL... AL only and NL only, you bid on everyone. <laughs> there's no... There's, you can't, like, turn your nose up and be like, Oh, Joey Gallo, no thank you. <laughs> I mean, you un- unfortunately, you have to bid on everyone. With that said... Joey Gallo. Oh, he's not good. He's not good. <laughs> he's not good. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, sorry, I, I feel bad that he his feelings were hurt in New York, but he's really not good. No. <laughs> I was saying, I think I said on the uh, in my roundup of the moves that it's like this is this is one way to make uh, Cody Bellinger look better by comparison. <laughs> I mean, Joey, Joey Gallo is really bad. Yeah, Um, I don't know how he's I don't know how well he's going to do with the switch. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, guys say like, oh, you know, uh, playing in New York, it was in my head and I I can be much better if I have a change of scenery. But in reality, does that ever? I mean, he's still a 40 percent strikeout rate guy. (laughs) I mean, he's he's still Joey Gallo. No matter where he goes, he's a one. 80 hitter you know so it's like even if he goes to a new place like los angeles has no pressure <laughs> like okay i don't know anyway uh you know good luck to him but yeah i'm not excited about the move.
0: yep he uh, adds another sub 200 average to the bottom of the dodgers lineup with uh, max muncie uh cody bellinger slightly above at 205 so yeah that'll be that'll be nice to see those two just or those three just Doing absolutely nothing at the bottom of that order. Maybe Gallo will get together. Again, you have to pick him up in NL only. I suppose in deep mixed leagues, you can pick him up hoping that he just falls into a hot streak of home runs because he's done it. But that's really what you're hoping is just just a hope and a prayer, I think, at this point for this year. We'll revisit next season. Uh, Yeah. Quintana and Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton go to St. Louis for Johan Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez going back to Pittsburgh um quintana's going in the rotation stratton been to the bullpen i mean is there i don't know there's a whole lot to say it's kind of weird to see inner
1: division trades but that's that's really all i got here yeah i mean i think the pirates will just trade with whoever <laughs> just like take we them. don't care I mean, who we're losing to yeah, we're gonna lose to everybody yeah Yeah, I mean, they, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I think Quintana is like, I I mean, he stays in a good division. He's been relatively valuable this year, all things considered. I mean, he's got a, uh, you know, he's been pretty good. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, St. Louis is a decent park. Uh, Like I said, same division. So, yeah, I mean. I think it's a lateral move, more or less. Maybe a little bit of a better chance for wins, but, yeah, it's fine. Yeah,
0: pretty much my feelings as well. Um, You know, the Cardinals rotation looks a whole lot better after the trade deadline, though, so good for them.
1: Yeah.
0: Eric Hosmer goes to Boston for the San Diego, please just take his contract and we'll even pay it for you. (laughs) Uh, I mean Hosmer to Boston. I mean the left field line is in Boston is very friendly. Could we see a Hosmer resurgence?
1: You know, like uh, Hosmer and Will Myers, they really like just had their values completely like ripped apart by Padres, <laughs> right? I mean they were like. There was, like, a a real strong glimmer of hope for both of those guys. And then they went to San Diego, and it was like, man, they just had their soul sucked out of them. (laughs) Remember, like, at one point, Will Myers was, like, considered, like, a top prospect, and everyone was excited about him. And then it was like, He
0: was was a strong fantasy (laughs) asset for for a good few years. I mean, I I loved having Will Myers on my
1: team. I know. And Eric Hosmer, too, was, like, a guy that – you know he's coming off of that like uh, World Series in Kansas City, and he was having good. Uh, anyway, the poster boy yeah. for the American uh, team. Okay. So uh, yeah, I mean this is what happens when you have uh, COVID brain fog. You just start talking just talking about Eric Hosmer it. and his his, his accomplishments <laughs> in life. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, yeah, I mean I think Eric Hosmer is I mean it's it's good that the Red Sox actually finally figured out that they needed a first baseman. <laughs> that's a good that's a good thing. Um for Eric Hosmer, I don't think his value really changes much. I mean, he's so blah. You know, like even in a better park, like what is his like at this point his upside looks like 15 homers and at 270 average over the course of a full season. I mean, he is he leading the league and ground uh, ground into double plays? I mean, he's so he's such a mess, man. Uh, like his, you know, like his ground balls and uh, everything is just bad. I mean, it, it is. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened to him, but his ground balls are almost at 60 percent. Uh, not good. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter that there's a giant wall. In left field, it's not going to help him. Uh, yeah, I mean, eh, not not great.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping maybe he just pulls a Rizzo and just figures out that he can like golf the ball like over the right field fence in Fenway and just just kind of does that. That's that's my best hope for for Eric Hosmer here. Um, but I mean, he he's had ra- he has random pop ups where he like plays well for a month, so I am going to still be somewhat interested in like. 15 team and in, in deeper um, and that's, that's about it. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> um, we got a bunch of other things here, Gray, but we're, we're getting towards an hour. Any of these other trades that you think have some fantasy relevance that we need to discuss? I mean, uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I think, you know, um, we mentioned early uh, mentioned earlier uh, Vogel back to the Mets, uh, he's going to be on the strong side of that platoon. So that's, you know, that's a a little bit for deep leagues, obviously not, not talking about shallow leagues, but like, yeah, like a, uh, an NL only or something. Um, Tyler Naquin, uh, you know, his, uh, whatchamacallit, Ben Attendee, uh, over there doesn't exactly, uh, I mean, excuse me, Naquin, with the Mets, uh, again, it's like, you know, it's, it's not a mixed league move. Um, David Peralta, uh, and you know, you sort of went through, uh, him real fast, which was Jose, uh, Siri. So Jose Siri, from what I've seen of him, he looks like really good. Like he looks like he could, he looks like he could be a like, uh, solid, power and speed guy like he's got like in uh, the minors one year jose siri hit 24 homers and stole 46 bags and hit 293 <laughs> granted it was single a but jose siri if you watch him he really looks like a guy who could like do like some damage with power and speed like he's really he's fast and he's got good power and he's actually now in tampa he might have at bats so I don't know how far it's going to – I don't know if that's going to be like 15-team mixed league worthy or anywhere close to a 12-team mixed league guy. But I'm watching uh, Jose Siri. Actually, I've put my uh, Siri in charge of watching Siri. <laughs> no, I, I, I think Jose Siri actually could really be something like it, – it could be, he could be interesting. The problem with him is he doesn't really make great contact. So that could be an issue, but we'll see. I mean, you know, it it depends if he can, if he can get lucky or if he can get like hot for a stretch, he could become something. And David Peralta is similarly, you know, Tampa, you have to watch out for platoons. So uh, I'm a little bit worried about what they're going to do with the platoon with David Peralta, but he's always a guy who's manages to be a little bit more valuable than you think. Um, also, again, for a deeper league, though. I mean, we're obviously – we're on guys in deeper leagues at this point. We're no longer talking about the Juan Sotos of the world.
0: Yeah, and I, I think David Peralta may even get, you know, at least for the Rays, uh, fairly um, consistent playing time, just because I don't know that there's another outfielder that necessarily needs to slot in for him. Um, Randy Rosarena, who, you know, kind of moves from DH to outfield – uh, but he can move in for Luke Rayleigh, So, I, I really... Peralta could kind of just stay in the lineup for the most part. Um, we'll see how that kind of works out. But, yeah, I mean, we are talking about the back end. But so far, you know, Jose Siri's playing today. It, and it's it's the Rays. They find random things that, that help guys figure it out. They, they get them in the right position. So, yeah. Um, In deeper leagues, I think there may be something, again, with with Siri and Peralta, but we are definitely in the deeper league territory here.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: All right. Uh, Let's talk about some bullpens here because we had a bunch of things change. Anybody that we haven't discussed, I think um, maybe Alexis Diaz um, and then maybe the Texas situation, Jonathan Hernandez and Matt Moore. Uh, I think we've talked about the rest of these, though.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about it for those guys. I think, um, you know, I don't know. Did we mention, uh, Rowan, uh, Rowan Wick? Yeah. The Cubs, uh, David Robertson moved to Philly and Rowan Wick is still in, in, uh, Chicago. So maybe if we didn't mention Wick earlier there, there's that one too. But yeah, for the most part, I think we mentioned them.
0: All right. Sounds good. Um, how about some waiver guys? And then we'll get out of here.
1: Okay, so uh, Paul DeJong, Colonel Mustard, was called up uh, by the Cardinals. And it looks like, you know, with uh, Harrison Bader getting traded away, I wouldn't be surprised if DeJong gets a little bit more playing time. You know, I I think, uh, I mean, okay, so, (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, here, here's the deal. He's been hot. He hit he hit uh homers in back-to-back games. He's been hot, uh but he's still Paul DeJong. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh but yeah, I mean, he could be something. Uh Leoti Tavares in Texas has been hot. I think he was at the top of the uh the player raider, the the 7-day player raider, uh last week when I wrote him up for the uh lead by He's since cooled off. I think he struck out like 5 times in a row <laughs> this weekend. So it wasn't it wasn't a great weekend for him, but yeah. And then uh and Kalenic was also um called back up. Uh and I think he's also still struggling. I don't know if he's ever going to I don't. He might need a change of scenery. I don't know. Maybe him and Joey Gallo can go uh, start a new team together somewhere else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like. I'd like to see Klinik figure it out. I, I figure. I feel like it's one of those things. Like it's just gonna click, and he's gonna be a great player. I just don't know when that's gonna happen. Um, I, I still believe it will happen though. So waiting, waiting for that one. Um, in regards to St. Louis, I yeah, I don't know. In, in regards to Paul DeYoung, maybe. He slots back in at shortstop. Maybe Edmund moves the short and DeYoung and, and Donovan kind of platoon second base. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with DeYoung returning. Um, we talked about uh, Ledmiss-Diaz a little bit, but he's going to lose some playing time. Um, Donovan Salado, Sol- And then on the pitcher side, Johnny Cueto, Spencer Watkins, Jordan Lyles, uh, Justin Steele, and uh, Matt Moore. In the RP role, who could be moving and getting some saves as well in Texas, but he's been great even when he's not been uh, closing out games. So there are some arms that you can potentially look at as well. As always, if you have any specific questions following the deadline or as your trade deadlines come up in your leagues, hit us up in the comments or you can find us on Twitter. I am at RazBeton. Gray is of course the at Razball account. Go subscribe and watch us on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ball Fantasy. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you, Gray. Hope you get feeling better. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs>